0: Hey, right, but with that being said, <laughs> how you feel about that? I don't know, man. Did I already ready get into the night show? Talk
1: some sure. shit. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me. Pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. In the center console. Keep the semi when I ride. off penny when I drive. In the city, we gon'
0: slide. Bet I be there pronto. Yes, I know it's been a while. I got some witnesses in the
2: chat. You know? <laughs> Before we
0: get
3: started, disrespecting me. The plug disrespected me. Who's seen it? Twinkle, uh, Aria, Paul, we glad you slid in here. Scooby seen it. Maximum, Taito seen it. New, uh, Nyambi East Stanley seen it. Miss my Asia-like. It, it was the disrespect for me. But my bad. please. Please.
0: Hey, it's the Consciously. You know, some people know me as George Lee, but don't forget the Lee. Usually, consciously these days, man. But who I'm with?
3: Hey, it's your girl Toya G. Happy to be back with y'all. It's a Thursday, and the Chop Up is back in session. So pull up a seat, slide up through, let people know we 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 a little late, but we never too late to tap in with y'all. And so we're just glad to have you. You know what I'm saying? We it's it's, it's about it's fall time, y'all. We are moving through. What, what's
1: up? Hey, we back, man. Summer is over. Unfortunately, my favorite season is is approaching its end but you know what i'm saying like we see back in session we ready to get it in let's do it let's go
2: <laughs>
0: yeah man so yes uh, uh we're gonna jump right into the conversation because we ain't even gotta waste no time getting into it at all you know what i mean in the comment section make sure y'all keep it engaging with us we're gonna be showing your comment on the screen you know uh take it off. all
3: right but so i'm gonna go ahead and jump into this conversation about Uh, the Black therapist, because she has been commanding our... This conversation about her has been commanding on TikTok. It's been commanding my Twitter feed. And uh, I don't know if you all have seen it, but I really do want to talk about this Black woman therapist who has been seen on TikTok uh, originally making a video calling out Black men on not getting therapy, about not dealing with their feelings and emotion, and how it's uh, really... Uh, messing them up in the game and really turning them off as prospects to people who have done the work and who have done the emotional labor to get there. So I, I want to play the video for those who may have missed it or may not have seen it, because remember, she's a licensed therapist. This is her private TikTok. And she is expressing what she feels like is the general kind of sentiment of a lot of black women in the dating pool right now uh, trying to see what's going on. So I want y'all to check this out. I'm going to share my screen real quick. It's about two minutes, but I promise you, it's going to be worth the two two minutes and 20 seconds uh, so that we can get our conversation going. So let me do this. Share my screen right there. This video is available all across Twitter. Uh, Underscore Panama Gold is who I found who most recently shared it. So I'm going to share their version of the video. Can y'all see that? Can I get a verbal confirmation?
0: Yes, yeah All right, yeah. yeah we can, can see it. Shout out. Shout out to you, Ninja Tyler Black, man. We appreciate My
1: that. dog. Definitely.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let me play the clip real quick. Y'all tell me, we'll talk about it in a sec.
1: Yeah.
2: Say you need to expand your emotional vocabulary. It's so your life can be easier. Don't you want to be able to communicate with your bitch? I think, I think, yes, right? Long gone are the days where you can just shut down. Bitches is not tolerating that. Like, it used to be where men provided financially or with schmeat and bitches can make their own self come and we can pay for our own shit. So I'm gonna need y'all to catch up on the emotional part. If a bitch is telling you, I need you to communicate more. Open your fucking mouth. But you know what I realized? and hey, let, me, let me back up, let me back up. A common misconception about me as a clinician is that 90% of my clientele have been men, black men specifically. And what we specifically work on is expanding their emotional vocabulary because a lot of y'all motherfuckers don't even have the words to express how you're feeling. So when you expand your vocabulary and knowledge of what you are experiencing because y'all are human beings who experience feelings and emotions and don't have to choke that shit down no more. Y'all ain't haven't choked that shit down since 2016. Anyway, if y'all are not in therapy expanding your emotional vocabulary, your life just off top is gonna be more difficult. When you expand your emotional vocabulary, you expand your awareness of yourself. When you expand your emotional vocabulary, you understand how you can navigate in this bitch. This fucking weird ass world that is so hard on y'all, like let's acknowledge that the world is very difficult for y'all. But y'all are not making it any easier, bruh you're not. When bitches are telling y'all to go to therapy, it's not for us, it's for y'all sad motherfuckers. Go to therapy. Talk about that shit that's on your chest. You don't have to choke that shit down no more. Y'all are doing a disservice to yourself. And so let me, let me, let me sum this shit up. Y'all told bitches to elevate our standards. And at the cost of us elevating y'all standards, y'all got asked because y'all didn't elevate either. This is not tolerating emotional abuse. Emotional neglect. Step it up. Go talk to somebody. Go expand your emotional vocabulary so your life can be better, bitch. All right. Go with me. Okay. All right. okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So, right.
3: Considering that you know she is a licensed clinician, she deals with black men. Ninety percent of her uh, clientele or um, patients, the clients. I don't really know the proper terminology, but the people that that come to see her, patronize her are black men and y'all are her target audience. Like, what is your initial reaction to how she just kind of came with that message? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lee? I think that she made a lot of points. I think that points were made.
3: She made (laughs) points and points were made.
0: Insightful.
1: Insightful. And your perspective
3: is that. that she was insightful.
1: Yeah, what, no, no, was I, was talking about, I was saying what he said was his <laughs> Got, it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I, feel like,
0: I feel like, now that I didn't watch the whole thing, you know what I'm saying, a couple times now, I can recognize how if people didn't like her delivery, there were ways for them to deviate outside the message and the points that were made for them to be able to talk about respectability, politics, uh, profanity, um, talk about, you know, feeling as if, you know, particular, particular demographics should feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. or feel threatened if they go up in there. Like I understand how they can deviate out of it, but I think that um, it speaks volumes to the point that she was making. And um, I made a tweet before this show and somebody commented with some random ass like little uh, screenshot saying that as I recall, there was a black woman that actually b- reported her. And in my mind, it's like, um, even if it was a black woman, we can go there with that uniqueness, but I still think there's volumes to be said that this woman was reported. Based off of just a, the the her
3: message, and we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there for sure. Um, but so Lee said, okay, it was a little hmm, rumble rousing, but at the same time, there was some validity there overall. Plug. What is your kind of initial visceral reaction to the message? Because a lot of people in the comments, I want to make sure um, I'm, I'm hollering at them. Uh, let's see. Uh, somebody says her arguments go out the window when she can't deliver her message properly. She's right though. Um. Somebody else followed up Imani said I don't like the way she's describing Men and women Larry McDonald said right message Wrong delivery and then I think There was another question here Vanderbilt said sounds good Till he too soft weak or always Wine and next thing you know she's saying you can't even be a Man you a Harsh language for you know a a man To be word so A lot of different takes plug get in there What is what was your reaction in response to that
1: Oh To to be honest like when i first hear it i think like this is like the landscape now you know what i mean like i feel like this is what you would come to expect when kevin samuels becomes the norm mm-hmm. like when well, i feel okay, like all, and
3: i'm gonna get i'm gonna get there too so
1: no no no, right right I, that's and that's what i was gonna say I, yeah. I i wasn't gonna jump too far ahead and go deep into that but in terms of what i mean is like this this kind of language this kind of dialogue it's like it, it's welcomed. You know what I'm saying? It's championed. It's applauded. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like really on, on either side? Because with regardless of the circumstances, what you typically hear is, "Oh, uh, well, you know, it's the truth, though." You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so, like, I feel like this is just a this is really what is to be expected in in, in this dialogue. Because spe- specifically, when the criticism is, you know, we've been coddled. You know, it's always about. Like you know, making black men feel feel good about themselves, like nah, feel bad and be okay with feeling bad, nigga. That's what mental health is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like that's what, that's what working through that is. You know what I mean? And so, I, I when when I heard it, when I see it, uh, because I like because of just the relationship I have with social media, it was just like, huh, that's a, that's a it's an interesting pendulum that we're seeing swing <laughs> ahead. Okay,
3: and so I guess and, and perfect profit. The homie, I think that's my brother. She in the in the comments sliding in talking to us. We are gonna get to Kevin Samuels because I believe he does actually have a lot to do with this conversation. But uh, I mean, I, I guess so. My question then becomes outside of the brash delivery, then right? We can all kind of admit that it was like a little maybe abrasive, but it kind of it depends, right? Because the, the Lee talked about respectability. And how we kind of get caught up in those tropes of being overly emphasized and overly worried and invested in maybe the tone, the texture, some of the extra language and not really the message. But I think we can all agree that it was a little branch. Right. I was I was called a bitch and I'm not even. What do I, What did I do? How did I get here? Because I'm a woman. Right. I was right. a certain way. And then men were mfers, and this, this and that. So that became its own thing. And so is you always position that it that that what she was saying is basically valid. And if what she was saying was valid, should that matter more than anything? Are we just being too soft, or are... and and I guess because a woman, a woman reported her. Do you think women kind of allegedly? Like
0: allegedly, I fight the so tweet. I have, I, read, I didn't get the the tweet I read. It was like
1: allegedly, so like bro. Yo, I so know. I have a I have an interesting take on this, right? I think she, she's actually one hundred and fifty percent correct.
3: Okay, 150. The reason,
1: the, right? The reason why I know this is. Like, I was a shy kid coming up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, you know, I, I, I wanted to find my place. I, I read books. yeah. You know, I was, you know, I I spoke. I was on the debate team. I did that type mm-hmm. of shit. I I needed to find my space in blackness. You know what I'm saying? When it came to, when it came to, uh when it came to, like, meeting women in college, I really, I, I wanted to find my lane. Like, I wasn't an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't all of those other things. I needed to find my lane. What I found was, being able to hold conversation just dialogue
2: mm-hmm.
1: right meeting up and talking throughout the night right just doing that alone were did wonders it was like yo like i'm getting calls back i mean i'm getting people interested like women were really just like taken aback by the fact that like i'm willing to just kind of sit and just and just talk yeah. i'm actually i was actually too shy to actually do anything but because it was like i was a good speaker like man like we just we just conversed and so while i while i learned like okay well this is my lane right at the same time i'm like damn the bar is low like just just being able to like just have an honest you know and engaging conversation right. is enough for women like thank you this is refreshing like damn like y'all don't get conversation these niggas don't know just how to have, like, how to engage, you know what I'm saying, in a way that's not something that's physical, just, like, on that type of level. It was like, yo, this is wild. I'm waiting
0: on 20 to keep the conversation going because right now I'm ready to just, because well, at this point I'm ready yeah, I'm ready to
3: Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's interesting that Damo kind of points out, uh, or the plug points out that, you know, women are like interested in and find desire and meaning in men who are able to share and kind of express themselves and stuff like that and that's all well and cool but for the ones who are a little bit slower to the curve i think my <laughs> like or like, is 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 how she delivered that message one that entices them and wants them to lean in. Right. I was kind of talking to uh, my students today about just in terms of calm study and calm theories, the differences in gender communication. What did we understand about gender communication is men or more masculine individuals communicate for a report. Right. They want to report. They hear about the facts. They kind of want it in their face. Get cut to the chase. Don't fluff it up. Just kind of get me there. Whereas women communicate for rapport, right? They want to and have, you know, communicative goals and and outcomes that they want to achieve, but they're going to get there by creating a feeling of inclusion, of being heard, of being seen, of making sure those other, what people would assume to be secondary or tertiary features of communication are met, right? You want to feel like you're going to get your turn or that you don't have to hurry up and rush to get to the point and stuff like that. Like we want to feel comfortable as we exchange. And so I kind of think about that because, you know, a lot of people were up in arms about that a lot of people in the comments saying, and we've all been there, like, it's not what you said, it was how you said it. That turned me off. I'll completely not do what you told me to do because of the delivery. The yes, delivery turned me off so bad. I'm, I'm, I'm just militantly not going to do what you said. And so yes. I think it's interesting that we find ourselves there a lot. Um, but in this particular instance, y'all are like she's cool. So I'm going to go to my next question. Um, and, and this kind of gets at what, uh, uh, what she, what Perfect Prophet was kind of trying to get away from, which is Kevin Samuels, but I think it's valid. So let's talk about Kevin Samuels real quick. Uh men seem to accept tough love from other men, i.e. Kevin Samuels, right? When everybody was up in arms about him, it was like the, the men was like, Man, he talked to talk to us crazy all the time. We don't get mad, we don't get upset. And that was the biggest argument for why Kevin Samuels fans were like, It's
0: don't all matter. don't get, yeah, don't right. get mad at him talking about,
3: about women Talk about men too.
1: Right. It's like y'all only mad because he's telling the truth that was the the response
3: so why do you feel like there was so much outcry and frustration when it came from a woman right because it it seemed to be and 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 i guess my second question is for men who love kevin samuels and hate her delivery and feel like it was too much or a little bit too extra uh do you feel like that's a contradiction like how do we hold her up versus what kevin samuels was selling black men are they the same are they different like what do y'all think
1: oh i mean it, it Now, if we're thinking about it in the way in which it interacts with specifically, like, even the most generic Kevin Samuels way of thinking, right, that comes with a certain understanding of how a woman should behave. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all right, even if she's telling the truth, a woman shouldn't be talking like that. Like a woman shouldn't be using that type of rhetoric. I feel
3: like that A shit. woman shouldn't.
1: Like yeah, and, and, and then it's like it's especially if you saying your audience is um, are men. Why are you talking? about it? You know, a man ain't gonna want you to talk to him like a man like that. So it don't even make sense. Like you trying to get a message to me in a way that you know I'm not gonna be receptive to. Yeah, you know I mean, but you trying to make a point in in your frustration in in your in your in your, cr- in your crass nature. You're trying to make a point. You know what I mean, but you know that that point is something that's antagonistic to me, and how I think, you know, and how I and how I receive messages. So it's like the way that they interact with that logic. Nah, ain't no contradiction. Like, yes, he's being, he's making a statement, and he's not, you know, uh, like loud and using all this languages. He was actually pretty eloquent in his in his dialogue and his speech, right? Like he, he he even even the way he presented himself. Was very put together, You know what I mean, and so <laughs> but I, but I,
3: wasn't, he was like, "So let me get it right. You ain't making no money. you is small. Uh, you're five seven. You ain't. You, what are you doing for yourself? You don't go to the gym. You like. He was like pretty mean to them. So
1: yeah,
2: like but he was mean,
1: but he wasn't crass though.
2: That was see, crass.
3: See,
0: to me, I think it's a contrast. To me, I, to, to me, I think that it. To me, I think that it illustrates a very crazy nuanced. You know what I'm saying, like type of uh, like like tension, contradiction. Mm-hmm. Because in many instances, a lot of the claims that Kevin Samuels was making and how he was able to grandstand, he really didn't have a lot of background in many different instances to make those claims. You feel me? So in a lot of, in terms of, it's, it's what I mean.
2: Mm-hmm. The black
0: therapist, that's what the, I'm saying. The black a therapist. She mm-hmm. has the expertise to say that you should do this and you should do that. You feel me? The double-edged sword that kind of illustrates the contradiction is now she's being held to a higher standard in the claims that she made because she True. did it in a way that it was like, hey, it wasn't the actual letter that you said, but it was how you put it in the envelope. It wasn't True. what you said, but how you said it. And it's like you even to how Kevin Sanders was getting at it. And, we you know, a lot of times we would talk about like, hey, yeah, you don't like it. he say the truth and it hurt your feelings. Well, in many instances, what she's being criticized for is because what she said and how she said, we've all acknowledged it. It was brass. But we also acknowledged that the reason why we didn't like Kevin Samuel, should in many different instances because it was like, fam, not only is this brass, this seems ill-advised and self-serving in what you're getting
3: at. Plug, I want you
0: to-
1: y-
3: There's a comment I want to get to. Go ahead.
1: Uh, y- I'll I- I do it. Fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> the-, the The difference, though, is with her being a professional, it does. The, she does have an understanding of how, what black men positively respond to and what black men negatively respond to. She, she would have to like there are they are her clientele. Mm-hmm. This means that her she knows that her approach is antagonistic. She knows that. And so if she knows that in, in a lot of ways, black men don't respond positively to that to those type of interactions specifically when they when they they come to uh when they come to uh when, when it comes to black women criticizing them and telling them they wrong or that's why it's how the delivery shit is so important because it's like what was more important making the TikTok video and going viral or actually getting the message across
3: that part and see that's where my personal opinion is that it just undermined her credibility Right. Like just as somebody who studies public speech, public address, how you kind of deal with kind of people on multimedia platforms, even looking at Lee's brand. Right. And how he's developed what the consciously represents the kind of moving away from this over professionalism, this over respectability. But I'm still make sure I'm coming with facts and information and research. And I'm very delicately, very neatly kind of suturing this together. Now, I'm not saying she need to walk around and be like consciously. I just feel like there is there is this niche kind of approach and strategy on social media, specifically on TikTok. Like, I watch fitness people who, like, cuss you out the whole time. They're like, you fucking wondering why you can't lose no goddamn weight, and it's because you out here eating fucking and, and, like, that's a part of what makes it captivating and gets likes and gets views. And so it's like, yeah, you do have a portion of a population who speaks like that commonly. But those same people, and I think somebody commented this, like, you act like the, the message wouldn't have been received without all the rest of that. Like, yeah, there are people who are intrigued and captivated by you cussing every other word when you talk about a workout regimen or going to therapy. But those same people, if you were more strategic with your cuss words, with the replacement, with the placement of like I think that just goes with being an effective speaker, right? Somebody who engages an audience is to not kind of make me feel, but I do recognize and 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 I, let me complete my sentence, does not make me feel like I'm being lambasted and accosted and attacked when I should be inspired. Right. But um I, I just I, I don't, I'm not a fan of the I'm gonna make a brand out of myself by trying to cuss the most about something that really ain't got nothing to do with the, the energy and the and, and the that and the vibe that I'm trying to give to it. Like it just seems her presentation of it just seemed you know how people just like you don't even cuss like that. You just try and remember in middle school and high
2: school like the
1: folk that just learned how to cuss. It's yeah, like you don't even talk like that really. You don't even talk like that for real. real. You
3: know what I'm saying? But you sneaking in as many possible cuss words in as many places that you, as you can to put some teeth in it. And I'm just not buying it. Now, I want to close out this part of the conversation so we can move to another topic. The last question i want to leave y'all on is about what ultimately happened with her, right? We the, the jury is still out on who told, on how many people told, who really led the, the campaign to get her fired from her job. But apparently she was fired from being a therapist. She made a lot of interest in... <laughs> It which sucks, right? She made a lot of interesting points in the video about, uh, in a follow-up video about how, you know, it didn't just affect her, but it affected her clients. A lot of people lost their lifeline, their support system, the person that they were depending on for their healing and for their evolution out of their issues. So y'all doxing her and getting her fired didn't just affect her. It affected a whole lot of other people that you didn't think about on top of her being evicted. It was a whole bunch of stuff, right? Um, <laughs> Tyler says she just unlocked cussing. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with you. Uh, <laughs> But I guess my question is, does the punishment fit the crime? Like considering she is a therapist and her job is to uh, inspire and motivate people to think about and change their perception of things, to be empowered, to make changes, to do all those things. And because she, that was her personal TikTok, was it, does she need to lose her job about that? Do you think it was too much or overkill for people to go and call for her, her employment? What do you think?
0: I think it was overkill for people to go call for employment. I reckon. and too, I would even go to the extent to say that it kind of shows how black women are measured at a different point from when you know what I'm saying, when you when you fall, when you have outbursts. I feel like the uh the comment I you know i saying put up there, I think that like no shade. I think she made that video at the point where she was just fed up. And I feel like the way that she was penalized for being fed up is kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? I think about it, it's a whole bunch of Law enforcement teachers that do crazy, wild shit, you feel me, they get put on paid administrative leave or something like that. You know what I'm saying? She lost her, lost her whole job, you know what I mean, because of a video that, that, that was so sensationalized in a way that it made it where uh employ, employers had to distance themselves and say, man, we don't agree with nothing she said so much we're going to fire her ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mean? saying? And so I feel like a lot of the hoopla around it was – people that was a part of the manosphere, red pill blue pill green pill shit you feel me that's talking about being real and being true about gender roles and accountability and all that old shit so to me i feel like you know
1: yeah now, i yeah I, i'm like um this this is this is the thing when, when we talking about black people and whether or not like the punishment fit the crime i don't think we are i don't think we ever gonna feel like the punishment fit the crime because i think we recognize how the hand is just that much heavier when the body black,
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: what I mean? Uh, and so I, I think what this highlights is how when popular culture adopts what's significant to us, like wh- like when the media is making a big deal about people getting fired because they was being racist at work, because they said something racist at work, because they said they did some things that made somebody uncomfortable. They was insensitive and they lost their job, right? We, like, we always know when something starts to get policed, it's always going to find its way down to where we at. And so I, I think she, she was a, a victim of cultural retaliation to where it's like, if it makes sense in this instance, it makes sense in this instance. And when you have black people specifically push it, like, you know, fighting for this cause, like black men saying, nah, she shouldn't be talking like that. And she's a professional, a black woman that's actually putting out the articles and the material and making sure that this information is out in the forefront, then that validates it even more for them to be like, yeah, let's get her on up out of there. Because now it's out, even the black people run around and this is, and like, okay, cancel culture is the thing, right? she got her ass canceled. Now I'm the thing like, again, that hand is is, is not it is never really justified because of the way power dynamics work. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in this case, this is why that, that shit always end up, you know what I'm saying, backfiring on us and, and, and impacting us in ways that fuck us over.
3: Now, my 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 opinion, and I'll, I'll close it out here, might diverge, diverge just slightly, I think in degrees from y'all, because I'm not ever going to say a Black woman should lose her livelihood, especially when she didn't disclose somebody's specific information. She wasn't like, you know, uh, gratuitous about where she worked or the type of clients or telling people's specific stories or nothing like that. She didn't violate, I think HIPAA probably still applies here, um, any of those agreements. However, I agree with a lot of people. I think Infinite Blink It's kind of dropping some heat just in terms of understanding how cancel culture works and what you kind of got to be uh, prepared for and understanding. And I think there are some other people, somebody else posed this and I I can't scroll through. I don't want to lose time um, looking who said it, but somebody made a very valid point that I want us to remember. And that is that she runs the risk of alienating her black clients, her black male clients that she has. Right. I would feel uncomfortable potentially if. I knew that my Black woman therapist that I was going to for hope, for healing, to piece together, to be introspective, to reflect on, really thought I wouldn't work shit, right? When it's all said and done, right? That I'm just a project to be working on that makes her feel better about saving Black men because without her work and without what she thinks is the most important for me and best for me, that I'm not really worth a lot, right? I would be concerned that my 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 therapist looks at me like an mf like somebody who is just kind of a hopeless cause that is one of a lump sum of a whole group of people who like that would kind of bother me you know what i'm saying a little bit and so i think where i i don't necessarily i don't think she should have lost her job but i think there needs to be some type of reckoning i think there needed to be some type of reckoning maybe not to the point where she was unemployed but to just kind of be like baby okay let's don't call yourself a, a, a a clinician online anymore like don't associate what you do for a living with the message you're talking about and also you can talk about mental health without doing it from an as a professional standpoint there are a lot of black people and black women and black men who are talking about how important these conversations are without tying it to what they do every day without tying it to like an actual practice without talking about the people that they see and they talk to because what she's basically saying is the people who come to my office are hopeless right? They need help. I'm seeing the same patterns all the time, but nobody's getting better and nobody's fixing that shit. And if I am got an appointment with you on Wednesday, like, how should I feel when I show up? Like, oh, like you was talking about me, huh? Like, yeah. I know like everything that I would say to you would then have to be kind of a filter through kind of, I don't, yeah. want you to dying shit. I don't want you to make your next video right. about me. Like, right, I, right, right, right. You know, just, I just worry about how you alienate the people under your care. And She clearly cares about them. Her video she made when she was crying, talking about how she lost their <laughs> patients and their patients lost you know, one of their support systems was really serious to her. It's just like, you got to think about that. baby. you on social media. You're trying to do too much to be captivating to get clicks instead of blessing the people who yeah. just happen to come across your content. Like you've lost sight. Of what you really need to be doing as somebody being a clinician. So that's just my my take, right? I feel bad okay. for her, and I'm not gonna say anybody should lose a bag, but you you needed to be you needed some reckoning and some redirection. The
1: the just the last point I wanna make on, on what you said though is I think one thing that we learned at an early age is we got all of that initial rough angst out in our early years of debate. Mm-hmm. Like just the yeah. our our whole afterworld, like if everybody tear it all down for we was able to get that out, you know what I'm saying, in, in more productive ways than a lot of other people are. And so what we see happening now is as our culture becoming more conscious, as it becomes more woke in a productive fashion, I'm not abandoning that word, I'm not giving it up to, to conservatives at all. As right. we become more woke and we become to understand more of the ways in which these, uh, uh, these labels create the world that we live in, you feel I me? Mean? Like that, that angst is, is understandable, but we gotta we gotta do it responsibly. Yeah, I you know mean, gotta, and we it's like
3: a really privileged opportunity to really buffer and refine the anger, disdain. Anger, not
1: responsibly, uh, refined. That's a yeah. better way. That's a better term. Refined yeah. is a, is a better term. And you yeah. Have
3: more time to do it and a special place to do it in. And let me say this, uh, because. Uh, i, I want to be clear i feel bad about not researching her name we've called her the black therapist lady and this black woman has a name she's experienced and she's gone through things so charge it to my head and not my heart that i've kind
0: yeah, of her
3: say. as a person she's not just this person to be talked about and to be unpacked she's a person with a body and a name and i just don't know her right now so i'm sorry but uh we got love for her everybody needs to grow from this experience
1: in this moment and i'm done with my child Good. uh what i'm gonna go ahead and take it next Okay. Yeah. yeah, George, you gotta be quick on the uh, George. so just to let y'all know, George finally he got the uh, the sound effects, you know, he got the soundboard, you know. What I mean, so if y'all hear some random sound effects, just know we tune it, he tuning it, he fine tuning, he getting it together, <laughs> he getting this, get this timing right, you know what I'm saying. uh and shout out to the Hobie Tyler, Justice for Black Terror this,
3: lady. <laughs> this man
1: is wild. <laughs> right. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move into the political chop. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a few interesting things that's happening that's going on in, in our political world today. Uh, because we are in an election season, for those who don't know. As much as the uh, well, in more recent years, midterm elections have garnered a lot more popularity than they have in the past. But... Um, we still don't see the these exact same amount of turnout so uh but it's still significant right and it's a few things that's that's been going on uh a, a, a few chess pieces that's been moved across the political uh a game board that they've been getting towed up by the yeah it, okay. <laughs> yeah no it it's it, it, it was stale for a minute there. It, it was stale for a minute there, so uh, I want to I want to I want to look at some of these moves that's taking place amongst Democrats with Joe Biden and all of that, man, and I want to
0: get Shabri Rawls, Shabri Rawls, justice for Shabri, yeah, um, Shabri Rawls, man, hope she get a job,
1: um, get some get some some good livings. But back to back so to the-, uh, the Democrats, yeah. So I, I want to get y'all thoughts on these moves and and, and where it and where it position because y'all are some politically apathetic motherfuckers. Excuse my mm-hmm. language, but like that. Yeah, I mean when it comes to you know this realm, then we just talk about how we
2: shouldn't run
3: it after the to reach out to. We're sorry. I guys.
1: mean, but, but well, it's, it's 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 the reality, right? Like it's it, it, all right. So let, let me be more. Let me be more respectful. Y'all really don't care a lot, right? And so I want to these are so, some moves. Is that better to you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he
3: took Some of the gangster out of it. So it's like he just can't find a no happy medium. What he mean to say is that y'all don't give a shit and it's sad. Um, because y'all just not doing right by the by the system. But go ahead, please.
1: But we but, but we get in there, right? we get getting there. So I want to take a look at some of these moves, you know what I'm saying, and see if it moves the needle for y'all right if it's strategic to the point where you like up, oh, i'm feeling it you know what i'm saying and now we can get that shit out of there now i, I want to start this this may be this may be a little, cheating just a little bit but i want to start with student loan forgiveness
3: of course the new, hot, the new hotness
1: yes that's been because that was an up and down thing um that's been going on uh just a quick to let y'all know the way that it's going down people who are single earn under 125,000 qualify For $10,000 in debt cancellation, if you marry and you file jointly uh, and you are under $250,000, then you qualify for that $10,000 in debt cancellation. Mm -hmm. Um, Eligibility will be based on adjusted gross income. Income figures for either 2020 or 2021 can render you eligible, but 2022 income will not. If you received a Pell Grant and meet these income requirements, you could qualify for an extra $10,000 in cancellation. Uh, And one thing that I think that's important to note is even if you did not finish your degree, you may still qualify.
2: Hmm. There you
1: go. All right. Yeah. My boy get this timing. My boy get this timing. So with that being said.
3: uh, I want to talk about one more feature of it that's important uh 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 because well actually I don't know I still need to figure out whether or not it deals with the interest or the principal and how that kind of plays out because I think there has been a lot of back and forth about whether or not this bill actually deals with a lot of interest that people accumulate on the principal loan that then gets them right back where we started in a couple of years or whether or not mm-hmm. it, it uh stops that type of accumulation of the debt but we're gonna see we're gonna see
1: yeah um i think it's yeah it's, it's it's still some details uh that are uh coming out but uh it's there right it's finally boom we got a real number we have a we having a real solid conversation uh so in y'all eyes it's ten thousand dollars you could get an extra ten thousand if you if you got Pell grants does it move the needle is it strategic does it get you out the vote does it get you excited uh for democrats in november
3: no (laughs) that's not what he said that's not what he said he said undergraduate loans will be forgiven across the board he said that we were were supposed to be good in the neighborhood and that this was not supposed to be it's not what he said hey
0: hey hey but dude i found i found a dude though that, that that they said otherwise though they said that he never said that And that we actually getting Joe Biden mixed up with Elizabeth Warren and And Bernie uh, Sanders and what they uh, were probably. Yeah, yeah, Bernie Sanders, because he always said 10,000. And I know when I listen, listen, I listen, I know that when I fact checked it, you feel me? I could never, I couldn't find no clip, no, no, nothing. All I could find
3: is him saying 10. You feel me? Okay. Well, then let me re give give a new warrant for my argument. It's not enough. Mm -hmm largely because I don't think it deals with the median amount of student loans that exist. Like there are people in six digit student loan debt. And so I think this $10,000 is a drop in the bucket. And this goes back to my original point about if it doesn't deal with the way that interest accumulates on these loans, because there's people who my, my loans should be much less than what they are now. And I still owe about how much I did when we first started this process. And so if there's not a way to mediate the way that interest Compels and, and and impacts your overall lump sum that you owe then this is all for not and a lot of people are going to be in the same position in a couple of years where the needle was not moving enough because yeah. like it's not helpful and i'm gonna tell you another reason why it's a slap in the face and why it's not enough is because we keep sending money to ukraine and i'm sick of that shit. and so you i can get excited and you can try to get me excited all you want to about the money that we are losing or not having to pay for student loans anymore but that could be a whole lot more if we wasn't taking a whole lot of our money and sending it elsewhere and so, I have problem with the tension between the decisions being made uh, uh, domestically and the ones that are being made consistently. I'm talking about multiple multi-million, billion-dollar budgets um, and, and 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 checks being written for a war that we're not directly a part of. So, I'm good on that.
1: I want to I want to get you thoughts on, on on this in terms of a, a conversation that's the, the most prevalent conversation around. Uh, student loans, forgiveness. And, and that is the people that already paid off their student loans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With are Is it unfair to them? Let's just, let's just put it out there. Is it unfair for people who already paid off their loans? You know what I'm saying? For people who was just like, whether they chose not to pay, it, whether they couldn't afford to pay it, whatever they ain't paid. And so now they getting money, you know what I'm saying? For not doing something when people who actually did it and worked off and became, you know, uh, Strategized and was able to get that shit taken care of. They did it. Mm-hmm. What should, should they get some type of reparations? Should they get it 10,000 just to hold on to what?
0: No, I think that to me, I feel like the people that make those comments usually are some uh, pseudo economists. So if you really feel that way about the economy and that everybody should be able to pay the way they would to stay in the other, then that should definitely extend to you, especially you. So in my mind, like, congratulations, you paid off all your student loans, and that's somebody else that's been blessed, you feel me, to be able to not have to pay yours, but they been you stimulate the economy, and whatever, whatever, but to me, I feel like it's just, like, to me, it just sounds like you selfish, self-centered, selfish, and you type person that feel like, if I had to struggle, then you gotta struggle too, and it's like, man, get your sorry ass on somewhere.
3: I mean, and, and I think this is terrible when we look at how much this impacts impacts entire generations and the collective good for everybody. It's like there's a lot of things that we do as people who are taxpayers. It's a lot of things we do as individuals who have the capacity to vote that, you know, pulls the weight of other people. It's just a, a part and a component of how we work and kind of function in these societies. I think a lot of the Republicans talking points um, are... You know, that it's not fair for warm, farmers and blue collar workers and this, that and the other to be paying and taking on the burden of Wall Street analysts and brokers and all these people in these high power positions and the student loans they took on. But I, I I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that it's just realistic or reasonable to look at somebody like me and say, I don't deserve the opportunity and try to compare me to that Wall Street banker. Like, why does that have to come in? Like, why am I in it? It's, it's what Mimi asked. Like, why am I in it? Why do I deserve not to be able to benefit from the contributions that I'm making to my community and my society on a day-to-day basis. This is one of the least of the things that the state need to be doing to be responsive to the hard work and the contributions that we make every single day, money being taken out of our checks. Like, at some point, this, the scale just got to balance itself. And if you had to pay your dues, it's just, it's what it is, right? Like, I... I, I When There are things that we vote for in our society that don't take effect or don't get activated until generations later and don't affect people until way down the line, right? We're going to get cooked by climate change. State of California said in 2035, they can no longer make uh, gas-powered vehicles. That ain't going to help me work shit. I'm already out here cooked, right? But I'm going to make decisions and I'm going to fall in line with these mandates largely because they are law, but also because it's going to help future generations. So it's just kind of how it works. I don't understand what else you want.
0: Besides, people make sacrifices to say, hey, 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 into last thing I say that 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 idea doesn't apply or doesn't seem well in any other context. I pay full rent. How dare somebody else be on hood? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, my I pay, I pay, I pay full, full, full lunch for my child. How dare somebody else be on free and reduced lunch?
1: But, you know, I think I think where we see the biggest contradiction, especially coming from Republicans, this is why, um, like the, the political dialogue specifically on, on whether it's social media or whatever, just be so full of shit. Is that you don't hear that same rhetoric when we bailing out banks. You don't hear that same rhetoric when we bailing out the auto industry, the, 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 right. the, the big guys. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the billionaire companies already when they be having record profit, but they laying people off. We don't hear that same rhetoric about the working class, right? We don't hear the same rhetoric about, about who it impacts when some when these people get in money, specifically when it's, when it's organizations, groups, and industries that don't need it, right? Why, why, why can't we let the banks, you know what I'm saying, break up and, you know, f- mess up these monopolies, I
2: just, right? And I guess-
3: I mean, outside of the obvious reason you have lobbyists, you have people with power in the hands of corporations, you have the ability and the benefits of a lot of these conversations going only a certain way, but I just never understood the functionality or the need to have an entire society be economically hamstrung like this like and to know that if you were to alleviate a lot of these debts that you would have people injecting money like never before into the economy that they would be able to invest in all of this new technology like green tech and this that it would be so much of a larger appetite to really evolve this nation to keep up with places like japan and places like china like we would really have a real crack at it but It does us a disservice to have such a huge portion of our population be dependent on a college education to even be able to participate. In American society, functionally, to do so in a world where they can still be subject to living in poverty and they have debt that you know that they can't pay back, but you still gonna hold over their instead of just wiping it away and giving everybody the opportunity to contribute to a functional new era, new kind of wave of what the American society is trying to do to compete with these other countries. Like I just, that's where it's just like I don't get it. And the thing is, it ain't like zero money is going to go to corporations or the possibility of billing them out ever forever and ever a man is gone it's just spreading some of what we can do and codifying the law and make possible to the average person so i just the math don't be mathing on me when i look at the decision makers and how they come to their conclusions.
1: but what do i know that's a that's a great point and actually when you talk about injecting that money into the economy uh, we are dealing with inflation right now and i want to keep this one quick cuz this one this is this part of the political job is a lot easier to deal with uh because we do got we we, we are dealing with uh, inflation and out of that the uh, Biden administration has been able to pass the inflation reduction act with even if it, it passed in the senate with a uh with you know with a majority or with a uh, on a 50-50 split the inflation but reduction act what Kamala Harris, you
0: know what
1: I'm saying Kamala Harris you know what I'm saying she said no nah, we we passing that, you know what I mean? They got that through. Uh, so the question that I want to ask you: inflation reduction act, does it reduce inflation?
3: No. And I think <laughs> that is the dumbest thing about the inflation reduction act is let me be clear, just in case it y'all like inflation reduction? Inflation is terrible right now. Why did I know anything about this? It's because it does not do a thing to lower inflation. Literally no part of it. It's a... a, a, a a misnomer in nomenclature, right? It is just completely misleading in how it has been identified and named because it matters to you not. The changes and influences of it will, will barely reach your doorstep by the time a lot of the moving pieces of it get enacted. And so you won't see the implications of these policies for like the next 15, 20 years, if, if at all.
1: So, no, it's terrible. It's Right, and I think what's, what's really interesting is that the, 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 the most important things that come out of it Aren't really necessarily inflation, you know what I'm saying, based directly tied to because, like, I think the concept that they tried to run with is, well, we these are ways that we can put money back in people's pockets. Are these are ways that we can keep money in people's pockets, right?
3: It really, it's, I, I, it's also to to be noted that it's, it's play like on words of the the bill back the bill the BBB plan. Like it is build a, back better. Yeah, it's like yeah. a a frankenstonian like a frankenstein altered component of what they couldn't get past they took some pieces off of it slapped it together and called it a new bill and a new package and just named it some shit so sure I,
1: now 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 with it not really because even let it's important to note that the congressional budget office which is a bipartisan organization within government that's made up of economists flat out says that the inflation reduction act will have a negligible impact mm. on inflation Let's, let's just get that out there. However, the what I believe is the most important aspect of it, and I think it's kind of slept on, you know what I'm saying, was prescription drug price reform, right? So, with the Inflation Reduction Act, it will allow Medicare to negotiate the price of prescription drugs, something that was actually a large part, a large uh, place of contention, of, and I think, probably, I think it was about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when they was when they when they were uh, they expanded Medicare, and so now they were able to get it passed that we can that the government can negotiate with uh, p- prescription drug companies to bring down prices uh, for prescription drugs. There's also a $2,000 uh, cap on mm-hmm. annual out-of-pocket prescription drugs costs, but mm-hmm. that doesn't start till 2025, and it right. also creates a $35 uh, $35 cap on insulin, okay. right, which. Which in certain places, uh, you know, in certain points in time, they it was two hundred and twenty-five dollars uh, a vial that people was paying for incident. and so I uh, I think that's the most important thing that 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 came out of it. What I think is alarming that came out of it, and I want to get y'all thoughts on this. Of uh, I they they beefing up the IRS and tax enforcement. I'm talking about to the point where they like you have to carry a gun and <laughs> all of that type of yeah, you know what I'm saying that type of stuff. And I'm gonna say this real quick, and I want to get y'all thoughts. I think that they're doing this to uh, that they're beefing up the IRS to go after people who uh, who got uh, PPP loans. Um, I think that they are that people think they got away with certain things, but I think that they're they're going to crack down on people who got loans. They're going to start flagging loans that uh, that they find suspicious, given a certain criteria that they are creating. You know what I'm saying? And so it's going to be a bunch of people who are going to get their, like their loan and uh, the IRA, the EIN and all that flagged based on certain factors for when they set up their PPP loan. And so I think they beefing up the IRS to start going after people uh, who possibly uh, frauded, uh, who they feel like frauded uh, the government.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: George, anything specifically that stood? Oh yeah, what, what was y'all, what, what's y'all thoughts on that real quick?
3: Um, I think it's sad. Um uh, uh, uh I think, I
1: think what it
3: represents is when we saw this across the board in the pandemic where a lot of programming was missing, and then when a lot of programs were introduced that were so poorly run, the infrastructure was so poor that it created more problems than it actually solved, right? I saw time and time again whether it was testing or whether it was uh uh just a variety of things with COVID, various countries had systems set up to respond to the needs of people, to deal with what was happening in a lot of their major uh, industries, and to like really kind of reconcile these issues. Instead, the United States, in true United States fashion, just threw some money out there, was like, we'll just give it to you niggas and then come really mess up your life on the back end. And I think that that is a gotcha and a trap that is just really kind of disgusting when you think about it, because it created an opportunity for people who were, you know, helpless, a lot of times homeless, a lot of times really worried about the future and what it looked like. So they made a lot of rash decisions and everybody knows you don't play with the federal government, right? That's 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 what people always say. But I think it put and preyed on individuals who really didn't have a good idea about what a future could hold and took advantage and lured, you know, held a carrot in front of their face and took advantage of the fact that they was going to go for yeah, it. Most so definitely. So now you will have some of the worst outcomes on a criminal, mm-hmm. on a federal crime level <laughs> than we've probably ever seen, ever. But I blame the people who set up the system for it to be uh, kind of manipulated like that.
0: Yeah, because yeah, most of the whole bunch of people that was able to celebrate getting $20,000 of the PPP loan going to be the main ones that's probably convicted to the, you know what I'm saying, tried and convicted to the highest extent of the law. Yeah. Meanwhile, all of the millionaires and all the billionaires and already got forgiven for their whole, all their little of dollars they got for PPP. You know what I'm saying? So I like that's what they set that for. I know when it comes to the Inflation Act though, um, me being in social media, a lot of the nonprofits that I work with and try to do like the uh, uh building green and stuff like that. That's the parts uh, of the inflation that bill that they highlighted. and uh, without saying too much, I thought that part was bullshit too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like, hold on now you're gonna give the companies that already. Is is it's is, is dumping all the you know what I'm saying the CO2 and dumping all the oil you know, and dumping out like all the companies that are currently in, implicated within the status quo for fucking up out of pollution. You're gonna give them an economic incentive to go green, yeah. And you think that that's not a conflict of interest at all? All right, then, then you said you're gonna be able to create this many jobs, green jobs by this, you know what I'm saying, by this time and this way. So is you subtracting the green jobs away from the jobs that's taken away from the, the other jobs? And listen, I'm not mm-hmm. one of those guys that's like, man, we got to be fracking oil because that's what pays the bills. I ain't saying it, But it's like if, when you quantify these numbers and you saying that, the, the inflation act going to bring billions of jobs by this year, it's like is that in addition to the jobs you just took away? You know what I'm saying? And then the part that, that 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 I know a lot of, you know, uh, green tech companies just trying to really push was the part about, you know, being able to reduce the uh, light bill for everyday Americans. And it's just like that number wasn't, it wasn't a number put on there. You just it's said.
3: Negligible.
2: It.
3: Very it was I can't
0: click
3: on it. Trend. My bad. What'd you say, Lee?
0: It was just spec. like, like, like a lot of it was based off of speculation. You feel me? In terms mm-hmm. of the green part, like the in terms of the you know we gonna get solar panels and get all these jobs, it was very to me like speculative. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing definite.
3: Which I mean, we can't agree on a, as a country on you know, how we feel about. Energy and how we should deal with those things—that's a huge split um, and a large line item for you know Republicans or conservatives and, and liberals anyway. And so to make those promises without even having huge parts of the country uh, on board with them just sounds like a, a reach and a stretch either way. If y'all could go, because uh, I'm not signed in, can y'all go to Kristen Williams' comment about the IRS, which I think is pretty representative of kind of what we was getting at? They said, uh, "What happened to yeah, no. okay. the IRS?" Yeah, we both uh, the IRS admitted that they go after poor people in audits because they don't have the manpower or time to go after wealthy people because wealthy people fight and have more receipts. So it's possible they're beeping up the IRS to go after wealthy people in general, isn't it? And I don't I don't disagree with that. I just, history says, survey says, that's not how it's going to play. And I think that there might be a, a few corporations or a few wealthy people or entities that kind of get held accountable for those things. But I doubt that those, like, like what the plug is saying is that They're going to go and look at loans that have already been forgiven and scrutinize them even more closely. But I guarantee a lot of these public politicians who had issues, for example, with student loans being forgiven, but who also got PPP loans forgiven, right? They're not about to go rummage through their stuff to figure out if they really deserve forgiveness for the $400,000 worth of loans that they got. They're going to let them be. They're not gonna deal with that right because of the reasons that you pointed out it is more likely than not they're gonna spend the time bothering and toiling with somebody who and this is what always perplexes me does not have the capacity to pay them back so we'll be criminalized for life and not really have access to much of anything after Ooh. the fact we'll go and make sure that they get ran through the mud and that's the weirdest thing to me like why oh. would you terrorize people who you know can't pay you back instead of going and getting the money from people who have the four hundred dollars to give back to you they have the yeah. two thousand dollars
1: and while I, while I think Chris, Christine's point is um, or Kristen, um, mm-hmm. I apologize if I if I got that wrong. That
2: could
1: that's that could be a valid point though. But I think given the circumstances, when it comes to policing in this country, it I think it's imperative for Black people to know you know the trends and recognize that when when people start cracking down on shit, niggas usually get the you know what I'm saying the worst of that. Okay. Um, the
3: commander comment too. I think that's a good one to kind of also add to what we're saying. I work uh, for a CPA. And the IRS likes to audit the poor because they end up on payment plans. That accumulation of cash flows far better than going after the rich, right? And so you have a lot of predatory individuals that end up getting in the way. Like, y'all hear radio commercials. Are you in trouble with the IRS? Well, come on down and talk to So you know what I'm saying? Now that's even a bigger money grab for people who want in on how the IRS plays out. Not to mention that the IRS is full of shit because, bruh, all my information go to you. You tell me how much I owe you. You tell me what. But instead, they force us. You can still get
1: it wrong, though, right? Like, you can still get it wrong.
3: Yeah. Uh, and they say, put us in position to have to do things that they should be doing to have the great gotcha, the great aha moments kind of set you up for failure. And that's what I mean when I say the system itself. The infrastructure itself is just a t- it's terrible. It's terrible that they're getting more money to be terrible. It's I terrible that they have the ability to extend PPP loans. It's just trash.
1: The last point about PPP long before we get to this last story because I, I still want to I want to make sure we get to this last shot for the night.
0: Um, uh, my, my laptop is going. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm delayed all up. My energy low. I want to have all the energy for the for the for the, for the topic <laughs> that we have. <laughs> but we look, have good questions.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, well, yeah. So we'll we'll close it out on, on, on this on this last part of the political chat, but. Um, Andre Tyler said they've upped the investigation in 10 years to catch the PPP loans stolen or defaulted on in due time. I promise you that that was that was something that was that made that that, again, you know, made people think that, OK, maybe this is, you know, what I'm saying they they getting ready to go after people. And so they're giving themselves more time to investigate them even after this, you know, the things are taking place. So um that that is important to note with that but let's let's hope they just just going after rich people if yeah. our government isn't known to just go after rich people you know what i mean but hey we'll see right hey. uh the last thing and, and i guess this will be the last kind of uh conversation for the night herschel walker herschel walker. walker um football legend um you know heisman winner i think he i think he ain't the only part i knew uh the only hey, hey, player hey, i hey, like Early set CTE. Hold on, hold on, hold on, George. Hold on, George. Hold on,
3: George. His accolades. <laughs> We're talking about his accolades before we get to his issues.
1: Right, right. Hershey <laughs> Walker, football legend, Georgia Bulldog. I think he was. I think he was like the only person to win the Heisman twice. Uh, running for Senate against uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock. Tebow didn't win it a couple times. T-Bone didn't win it twice. Did he? Nah, but we will take we'll talk about that some other time. Either way, uh, 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 was cool with Donald Trump. USFL. Donald Trump actually drafted him to his uh to his football league, and then that collapsed, and he became a different uh not a different Bronco but a Dallas Cowboys. That was cool, Donald
0: Trump. Still is cool, Donald Trump. Still look, be on Donald Trump. Still is but, all on Donald Trump. You know what?
1: Right. I mean, he was he the reason Donald Trump is the reason why Herschel Walker is considered a a viable candidate. Um, The first thing I want to ask y'all, actually, before I get into before I actually get into asking the question, I want to just show you all a clip of of what Herschel Walker has been on um, as he's been on this on this campaign thing. Uh, It's it's upsetting. You know what I'm saying? Um, But let's get to it, man. Let me let me let's 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 take a look at Herschel, see what he got to say. Uh, while he's on the campaign trail, maximize that thing. Let's go, CNN. Let's go,
3: CNN. All right uh Lois Parker said too many hits on the head I love that I actually uh something I'm looking for any explanation for why Herschel Hart uh Herschel Walker is the way that he is but it also does not explain Christian Walker because Christian Walker has not been hit on the head at all as far as we know he ain't got no good sense either that's his son so <laughs> neither, neither no love for none of the the Walker family around here yeah you
2: know yeah you know they
1: got to get their eyes doing it. shout out to Absolutely. CNN you rising Make y'all money real quick.
3: Scooby snacks, who've been cracking me up in the comments all night, by the way. I got to say that. said, this man can't even read the Bible right. He up there misquoting Jesus and shit. And I love that because I know it's the facts. Oh, man. I misquote Jesus. All right, but here got a clip, right? We up? Yeah, we
1: up. Let's do it. Let's
3: do it.
1: Let's
3: do it. It's not blind.
1: Could y'all hear it though?
3: Nah, can't hear it. or
1: Alright, alright. Uh, so, long story short, yeah, Herschel Walker was having a uh, was having a conversation about uh, the green the, or, or the, the green aspects of uh, these what, what the Democrats <laughs> was introducing, and he went on this tangent about good air and bad air, and he was like, "America has the cleanest air in the world." And they want, they want us to clean up China air so China can move their bad air to America and then they get our good air, okay? that was That's literally like an actual statement made by a Senate candidate uh, for a position of uh, United States, you know what I'm saying, Congress. Uh, with that being said, does Herschel Walker destroy the myth that black people only vote for other black politicians because they black. She shit. I feel like Herman
0: Kane and goddamn uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Candace Owens and goddamn uh, 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 Sheriff. I feel like it was already black conservatives that I already kind of showed that. But I feel like definitely uh, Herschel Walker kind of put the nail in the coffin. Put him in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it makes it easier you know uh who's that? Issa said i'm rooting for everybody who's black and i'm just really really not and i think i sleep well at night understanding that i uh, agree with and support the idea of black achievement black excellence black greatness and whatever that comes to but it's very much like a case-by-case scenario with me and Herschel walker is not one of those cases
1: um oh poor little team team
3: don't i ain't rocking with it it's all um
1: uh, the, and so so the last question before we get up out of here. Yeah. Um, it's been a lot, like even y'all, right? Like people talking about a lot of hits over their head. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of questions, like a lot of people questioning his intelligence. Sure. Right. Uh, and now we know in the media, culturally, you know, black people have always had to deal with the assumption that we're not as smart as our white counterparts for you sure. know, racism, right? Um. Yeah. Even though we feel how we feel about Herschel Walker, is it racist to, to to challenge that man's intelligence and talk about how ridiculous and dumb and idiotic he sounds uh, on the airwaves? You know, cable news, talking heads. Is it ra- is it racist to hear them co- like constantly go in on his intelligence?
3: No. <laughs>
0: nope. I think that there could be a way that could be racist so they were quantifying like his uh perspective, his lack of you know what I'm saying critical thinking to his race, but I don't think they do that though I think that you know what I'm saying like you know he's just a dumbass i think that I think that they are much more um palatable ways for black people to be Republican than what Herschel Walker tries. Absolutely. I think there are much more persuasive ways to be full of shit. You feel me? The way they uh Herschel Walker is, you know what I'm saying? Then the I think a, a prime
2: is. example is
3: Candace, is Candace Owens, right? Nobody looks at her as like she's stupid. no oh I mean or like, I like She's are anyway. stupid. Like an unintelligent I think the unintelligence comes from everything she's saying and her powers being used for evil and not for good, right? It's rooted in a lot of terrible Republican and conservative talking points that then kind of that don't make sense. And so the fact that you're parroting them is the only thing that forces you to question her intelligence. But in terms of how she speaks, how she crafts up her messages, sometimes it's like, hmm, if you weren't full of shit, you would have had me there, right? I've had those moments where I'm like, Candace Owens, if 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 I didn't know that the sky was blue and the grass was brown, I think you might be on to something. But you but this is this is stupid it's asinine for a litany of reasons let me go ahead and get you together but i think the reason that she's had the attractiveness that she has is that you know her delivery the way she speaks the way that she do like nobody's gonna sit there and be like she's stupid they're just gonna be like i really really disagree with her you know what i'm saying so i definitely think there are better ways to go about like 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 lee said there there's a, a better way to package and deliver what you got going on
1: and yeah, you're, I. You're supposed to give. Yeah. I don't know, y'all. I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't. I, listen, I think Hershey Walker sounds like a damn fool every time he speaks. This man got up there and said, "Ain't nobody gonna be watching our debate on this day. They're gonna be watching football this Sunday." The debate was on Thursday. It's yeah, like, bro, I you, see know what it? man. I'm
0: like, you,
1: you, you wild, bro. And and this is the thing: Herschel Walker is is running a terrible, like running a terrible campaign. But he's really only within three or four points, I think, like if that of Raphael Warnock, which is given you know statistical error, the room for error, like that, like it, it's like a dead heat. You know what I'm saying? And so you They're know,
3: I some I, people piecing out. We on the way out too. But good night to y'all. If y'all leave them a little bit early, my bad luck.
1: Um. So the, I mean, so I you know I I I just feel like. It, it, even though like he be sounding like a damn fool sitting there, like watching the media just like kind of get like get down on this on this man intelligence like this like i can't it it feels racist but like regardless you I know what i'm saying, saying? like i feel like that's,
3: but I, I think it's because you know it we still hold so much baggage of finally having people to make it to finally have people get on a platform to finally have people occupy those seats wow. and so it's very easy to feel like he's speaking for me or representing me or people who will watch him will kind of project what they walked away from and put it on me. And so it's cringy to watch not because you don't think he a fool too, but largely because there's this convoluted kind of wrap up in there where we feel like that, that projection that we see the stupidity that they're acknowledging that they'll project on us at some later date, right? Or that they 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 must think that's how that, that's how they think we all are. That's why we get embarrassed when people are not being all respectable in the store. Or people walk around with their bonnets. Is that then it becomes the fear of association? And that even though it's something you wouldn't do, that other people who see it are going to associate those behaviors with you, and you know discredit you or, or you lose your credibility because of it. And so it's that secondhand embarrassment. That you know, it's just kind of hard to to unplug from just because somebody, the skin folk is up there looking looking foolish. It's yeah. it's hard to divorce yourself from it.
1: Um, with that, the last one I want to make about Herschel Walker is uh, and, and Scooby point this out. Uh He said, no, he's a political plant. He didn't want to even run. Trump made him. He's not qualified for the job, and it's kind of scary if you think about it. I mean, the man has dissociative disorder. For God's sake, he has uh, had public bouts of mental health um he there was a situation with his ex-wife um where he pointed out where it was a domestic violence situation um uh, where he had he did have to treat, receive mental you know what I'm saying treatment uh and so you know especially at a time when we talk about how important it is to pay attention to mental health and the significance of having those conversations specifically for black men mm-hmm. um you know it, it it's a fine line and he does, he says a lot of things i disagree with he says, "Uh, uh I think he's, he's he's extremely dangerous because he is like a political plant." I don't think he ever said
0: anything I ever agreed with, unless he said like everyone <laughs> on the stage, like we should drink water, yeah, or, like we like need like eat good or some shit like that. I ain't, I
3: ain't never, never, I ain't never. never I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I ever
0: noticed him say something since he's been a politician that I agree with.
1: Like. Man, I right, I feel you, but you know it's still kind of racist when. <laughs> MSNBC be sitting there going on. He sounds ridiculous. He's just so we don't know. He's he's I nonsensical. Mean, he he's
3: the same thing with Donald Trump. Like the same thing happened. Those same liberal news sources set and lambasted and accosted and and it was a, looked and mocked. A lot of the same things he said when he made those mistakes. And so I just think you are a fair game and fair fodder. If you are silly, and I think, like Lee said,
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's
3: always like, let me see exactly how you doing this because there could be slippages that have racial undertones. I just haven't any heard of any anything that I disagree with. So, hey,
1: right, fair enough. I mean, hey, but the conversation had to be had, right? So, with that being said, you go ahead and close the sally. That's the political chat. Yeah, man. Hey, next week, man,
0: I'll be getting into uh, can you be pro black and. In- be married to, sleep with, reproduce with non-black people. Um, we we'll be gonna be getting into the history of our leaders repeatedly, uh, repeatedly. Yeah. Next yeah. week we're gonna be talking about what now? Yeah. Next week we're gonna be talking about pro-black leaders, quote unquote. Can you be a pro-black leader and marry be married to, and reproduce or be intimate with non-black people? You know what I'm saying? We're <laughs> be going about some uh, people in history that um, has been quote unquote. I feel mm-hmm. like seen as being pro-black, you know, but they were married to people that wasn't black. So, you know, we're gonna just be kind of asking that question. Um so
3: we already got it. Look, Miss just said hell no. Tyler, said hell,
0: Tyler hell, yeah.
3: said hell yeah. So come, let's yeah. break it down. Let's, now, let's now you see why
0: it. I need to have my energy up, you know. But I don't don't.
3: Don't, don't get to going now. Save all them comments, all them opinions, all them takes for next week. Don't waste them yeah. now. We want them all. But we're going to come back and talk to y'all. And then um, we are going to, of course, have a couple other topics. We're going to see what's unfolding around us throughout the week. We're going to prep a little bit on it against us moving forward. But y'all have heard about the Black woman therapist. Um, we have heard about and we even learned about her. Her last name is Therapist Rawls. We're going to call her Therapist Rawls because I forgot her yeah. name. remember Cabri.
0: Wrong. Cabri Rawls.
3: Yes. Uh, So we got into that. We also talked about kind of these chess pieces moving with the plug in terms of what they look like for these elections. So we back. We back. We in the building. Fall is here. Y'all know we're going to do our thing until it's time for another break for winter break. And so until then, class is back in session. Education has always been elevation. We are always going to be chopped up, never really going to be slopped up. So we just invite y'all to pull back up on a Thursday night and see what
1: you (laughs) do. And, hey, look, and Lee gonna have a little bit more practice with these sounds. Yeah, it's, gonna it's gonna get gonna, it, it, it's it's gonna, it's it. gonna be like DJ Clue. DJ Clue dropping them bombs. But I guess the Charlamagne says Clue's bombs. So we're gonna have to come up with our the Lee's bombs, conscious bombs, something like that. Either yeah. way, we're gonna, we gonna end the show. Same way we start the show. We holler, at y'all next week. In the city, we gonna slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really
2: lie. Lord forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And in the center console.